All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, January 22nd. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. All right, Clayton, we're going to talk about this weekend at the box office, this week, sleepy weekend. But we're also going to talk Oscars because as we record this, we are on eve of Oscar nomination morning. So we're going to give our predictions. So when you listen to this, a lot of the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people, people are going to listen to this and get to in real time, see if we were correct. And of course, we were going to have been correct. And if we weren't, it was a mistake on the Academy's part. So mm-hmm. we're right. Um, but Clayton, there were box office tallies this weekend and they weren't great, but we've got to talk about them. So would you mind giving us a plow for the box office weekend of Friday, January 19th. Okay. This is going to be a top seven plow. We're going to go all the way down to lucky number 11. All right. Number one, Mean Girls made $11.6 million down 59%. It added 35 theaters. It's at $50 million in its second weekend. Number two, The Beekeeper made $8.6 million down 48%. It added 27 theaters. It's at $31.2 million in its second weekend. Number three, Wonka made $6.7 million, down 21%. It lost 210 theaters. It's at $187.4 million in its sixth weekend. Number four, Migration, made $5.4 million, down only 12%. It lost 130 theaters. It's at $94.8 million in its fifth weekend. Number five, Anyone But You, made $5.4 million, down 24%. It lost seven theaters. It's at $64.2 million in its fifth weekend. Number six, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom made $3.6 million, down 30%. It hemorrhaged theaters, losing 318. It is now at $114.1 million in its fifth weekend. And number seven, a newbie, ISS the ISIS movie from Bleecker Street made $3 million in its first frame. That is your top seven all right so let's talk about i mean we're gonna get to iss the isis movie uh some of these holdovers here so mean girls was number one 59 drop it's at 50 million i mean i'll say it the drop was i would say better than either of us expected right i mean after that news that we heard last week about how many people did not realize it was a musical Mm-hmm. I think we both expected this could be a Morbius drop. This could be a 70 percenter. Yeah. And it, that didn't happen. 59 percent. You know, what What do you attribute that to? That that it uh, the drop I mean, was that. Let's not. I mean, attribute that to. I mean, this is still a movie people don't really love and it's not taking off in any significant way. So, yes, it wasn't Morbius. It wasn't Morbius. So it could have been Morbius. Judging it by Morbius, then it's a success. But we're not really judging it by Morbius. I think fifty-nine. You know, listen, this could have been sixty, sixty-one with the real mm-hmm. numbers coming in on. You know, well, I guess no. We're on Monday, so it should be real numbers at this point. So, I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's not a catastrophe. I mean, this movie is going to make money because it was budgeted for streaming mm-hmm. and budgeted modestly for streaming. I mean, it's not like a Netflix budget, but it's doing fine, but it's not going to be a breakout is what we, we were thinking this thing could break out and be a huge hundred million dollar movie. Plus that's not going to happen. 
Right. It, it now it's still pacing ahead of the original Mean Girls at this point in time, but do we think that this Mean Girls has a chance of outgrossing the original when all is said and done? You know, the the first Mean Girls movie 2004 after its second weekend was at 42 million. This movie is at 50 million. So like pretty decently ahead of it. But the original got itself to 86 million. You know, it was pretty leggy, played from late April all the way into sort of late summer, September. Um, do, do you think this one is going to start to crater and is not going to get to that 80 something million of the original? Yeah, because movies don't really play like that anymore. I mean, other than like anyone but you. But I mean, rarely does a movie play that way the way for, the original for like six goes. months. Yeah, because this is going to be on this is going to be in PVOD very soon. Then it's going to be on streaming. So I do think that this will fall short of that. Does that make it uh, unsuccessful? No, because again, and I know we don't like to talk about budget, but. You have to applaud a movie that makes good money off of a small budget because right. that's it was how meant for Streamo. That's how movies can continue to be made, mm-hmm. you know, and be profitable in that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the honest truth is, and it's not great radio, is that we're just going to have to wait and see what happens next week mm-hmm. and the week after that. Because, like, right now, yes, seventy. If you if it's a seventy percent drop, then this thing's done. So, right. 59 is a big drop for this sort of movie uh, because it's not a Marvel movie. It's not a DC movie. It's not a horror movie that, you know, usually drops pretty precipitously in the second weekend. Right, right. But 59 is not a great hold. It's a pretty big drop. So we'll see. So do you think that this movie, you know, the the original Mean Girls was kind of a star making slash star enforcing movie for Lindsay Lohan kind of star making for Rachel McAdams though the notebook probably is what really makes her a star mm-hmm. kind of makes Tina Fey a star in a mainstream way you know that that was such a hit associated her with her capable Do, of being in movies definitely yeah yeah not a movie star but it sort of like really made her mainstream famous past SNL do, do we think that right now, do you see this making a star out of Renee Rapp? She was the musical guest on SNL this weekend. She plays Regina George in this movie based on, I mean, it's at 50 million after two weeks. You know, this is, maybe it's not going to be the cultural touchstone that the original was, but she's the co-lead of a movie that's made 50 million in two weeks. Is this a star making performance or a star making box office performance right now? Uh, no. Okay. No, it's not. I mean, it's not. Uh, We have so many other people who are emerging as stars who have a better chance of being actual butts in the seats movie stars than this young lady. Okay. Well, you know what? Just to follow up on that, if you haven't already, listeners, you got to go to the B.O. Boys Substack because Wannabeo Jr. Intern Jack is writing articles there. And he just published an article on our Substack called Looking Ahead, Rising Stars to Watch in 2024. And he talks about five or six people who he says you got to keep an eye out on this year. Henry Cavill, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Austin Butler, Glenn Powell, Ana de Armas, Lupita Nyong'o, and goes in depth on each of them about how big this year could be 
for them for their next step in star power. Clayton, you're making a look there. You're basically looking at me and you're saying, hold on, hold on. That's that hold look. On. I, I, there's on. a few names there that, okay, well, listen, I haven't. Uh, you haven't read the article. Sure. I mean, listen. Hold on, hold on. Got, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Is this, is this gotcha journalism here? Because I have not read this article, so I'm going to need to see what his argument is for Anna Diarmas and Lupita Nyong'o and like I understand the Glenn Powell. I I'm 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 I thought you were gonna mention that he said Renee Rapp was somebody he was watching. No, he didn't put Renee Rapp, but I I, I I'm putting Renee Rapp on there. Maybe in an in an addendum that Jack writes, he could talk about Renee Rapp. But he's he's looking ahead in this article because they each have okay. some big movies that could go one way or the other. You know, so so you gotta read the article, Clayton. So it is gotcha journalism. You should have you should have read this article already. You're you're a co-publisher of this. I, I mean, I basically sanction it. So you sanction I, it, yeah. I, 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 I need to see what I'm sanctioning. Yeah. You you have sanctioned an article that talks about Henry Cavill as possibly a big breakout that, star of twenty twenty four. I you mean, that's one. That. I mean you've sanctioned that. Well, let's, I mean, we got to call in Christopher to wrangle this kid, Jack, because Henry Cavill, I don't know. I don't know. But here, go to listen. the Substack. Go to the Substack. Henry Cavill could be a big breakout star of 2024. Tune in next time because maybe I will be convinced by, okay. by Jack's argument. Right yeah. now, I'm not. You're not convinced by Henry Cavill. They already tried Ke- to make Henry Cavill happen. He's got Argyle. Listen, you got to go to the Substack. Jack's okay. got some big points about why this is a big year for Henry Cavill. So you got to right. go to the Substack. But but Renee Rapp, you you don't think that the Mean Girls musical movie is a star making uh, uh, situation for her? No, uh, no, I don't. Okay, I do not okay. Um, so looking then at the other holdover, the Beekeeper. Uh, I would say now this is a pretty good hold. This movie only dropped 48% in its second weekend. It's at $31 million. You know, I'm looking at some comparisons here. So Wrath of Man, a state of movie from 2021, in its second weekend was only at $14 million. So it's double yeah. that. Plane, which was sort of the January junk action movie last January. After its second weekend, that movie was only at $19 million. So yeah. So you've got beekeepers way ahead of that. So, you know, this is looking like high-end Statham, you know? I mean, $31 million after the second weekend, good hold. I don't know if this is going to be a John Wick breakout situation, but, mm-hmm. but hey, the first John Wick, I think, only made like $50 million domestic. So actually, beekeeper could end up doing more than the original John Wick. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, I'm uh, sure yeah. That- uh, I'm sort of hoping. I'm sort of hoping that it, uh, Beekeeper doesn't go down the John Wick route of, you know, a route of, oh hey, let's add all of this world building here. Okay, but the movie's a giant box office franchise. Uh, it, it is, but it, like it Oliver Stone, on. like Oliver Stone, I fell asleep through the fourth one. Wow, that's a big Oliver Stone quote this weekend. Is that he slept through? He John fell asleep two hundred and seventy-seven times during that fourth one. Uh, okay, here, here's the thing about that one. You're questioning get, the numbers. You're questioning uh, that number. I'm questioning 
whether that is on the movie or on Oliver Stone. And I'm not here saying John Wick 4, if you don't like the movie, you're wrong. Listen, I liked it. If you don't like it, fine. I fell but asleep. I fell asleep. I, I And then I think that's on you and that's on Oliver Stone because that movie is so loud and so uh, 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 flashy. I question your anatomy to be able to fall asleep during that movie. You know, that well, the, the movie could be bad, but the movie keeps you awake by virtue of just like, how do you sleep during that? You know, that's you not getting enough sleep or having early onset narcolepsy or, or something's going on with you and Oliver Stone. I disagree. I think that you can become overstimulated by sound and, and um, images that signify nothing. And a brain can then say, not worth my time and shut itself down out of self-preservation. I think that's what happened to myself and Oliver Stone. Okay. Do you then, since you guys seem to have the same brain, uh, do you, are, are you, are, are you going along with his conspiracy theories and his love of South American dictators? Like, does your brain also process those elements of the world the same way it processes, uh, I guess, like stimuli? Nope. No. Okay. Okay. Yes. Hold on. Hold okay. on. You didn't, you didn't step in it there. I gave you a chance to step in it to align yourself fully with Oliver Stone. <laughs> I you love how you, you gave me it. a chance to step in it. Pat, we just got over uh, – we just went over the fact that when Jack releases an article, we sanction it. What yeah. I say, you sanction. So you were trying to get us to both step in it. Now, if I cause you to step in it, then I'm even more clear of stepping in it because I've I've exposed – Someone. Well, it's being a bad friend. Sure. But it's no, sure. Radio. But it's great radio. Yeah. Um, okay. So then Beekeeper. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this performance? Like it's doing well. He, here's so here's the thing. I don't want to get called out as being uh, you know, having two different sort of thought processes on the same level of drop here, right? Okay. Because I I gave Mean Girl the biz Mean Girls the business about their drop, and now I'm praising the beekeeper drop. It is a 10% different in drop. It's not the same drop. And, yeah. And and we got to look at those comps you said, the equivalent movies. We're, we're only talking about Statham movies in this situation, right? And what right. they've dropped. So Transporter right. 2 dropped bigger. Wrath of Man you mentioned. Wrath of Man dropped 55%. This one dropped 48%. So yeah. Yeah. Better, so better when we're looking at a one-to-one -one comparison, you know, when yeah. it comes to Statham movies, I think this is a good – this is a good hold for this film. And yeah. it it opened higher than Wrath of Man. It yes. opened higher than expected. So I yes. do think that bigger drop, I mean, that lower drop is even more impressive because it came from a bigger, you know, uh, starting point. Right, right. The, the original 2004 Mean Girls, the second weekend, it only dropped 44%. You know, whereas this one dropped 59%. So obviously, listen, people like that original more back then than they like this one now. Yeah. Um, but like you said, for budget, that's going to be a, a success. Maybe not a star maker success. And Beekeepers is a win for uh, Statham. I think it's a possible franchise starter. You yeah. know, I, I, I Oh, think. there's going to be a second one, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there was never a wrath of men based on 
that movie's box office run, but there oh, will be I'm the thinking beehive. he's coming back. I yeah. think I'm thinking he's coming back. Yeah. So looking at any other holdovers here, I mean Wonka continues to chug along 187. Yeah. Let's quickly, and I don't think we have to go over this too much because, okay. you know, we've talked about Wonka a lot, but 187 domestic, that yeah, is, is amazing. I mean, this yeah. is going to probably reach 200 yes. for, for a movie that's not a superhero movie or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, something like that to make that sort of domestic earning live mm-hmm. action children's film, which is what this is. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, is that is that is great. Yeah, and it it's now it seems like it's not going to get past the domestic of the Burton Johnny Depp movie that made yeah. I think 205. This will probably top out around 200. It'll get close. Yeah. But that movie was at the height of Burton and Johnny Depp being gigantic stars whereas Wonka is Timothy Chalamet becoming a star. Yes. In this, this movie. His coming out party as a star. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was Johnny Depp, you know, in the middle of the Jack Sparrow run. Mm-hmm. So, listen, this is huge. And Chalamet is going to go to Dune, too, in a couple of months. And then it's just going to be off to the races at that point. Yep. And he he yep. did not make Jack's uh, uh, article on Substack. He didn't. Henry Cavill did. Chalamet didn't. So you got to read the Substack article, article that... Clayton co-sanctions. You got to go to the B.O. Boys. You co-sanctioned it too, bro. Also, also, of right. course. Well, there's an entry on Zendaya, so that was I sanctioned that one. You were. The oh, you did. One. Hmm. Yeah. Did yeah. you spell it right, or did you spell it like Zendaya or Zendaya, which is her name? Well, you don't read a Substack article out loud. We we haven't published an audio book of Jack Substack articles yet, so it doesn't yet. really matter. Um. So. Let's get into the newbie from this weekend, ISS, the ISIS movie. ISIS movie. Um, This thing bombed, as expected. I mean, it could have bombed worse, honestly. We thought it would. We thought it was going to go under two, and it made three. It made three. I mean, it... It would have been shocking if this did Playmobil the movie numbers. You know, if this this did 950,000. Well, we refer to that as Armageddon time. That is Armageddon time now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Playmobil the movie is such a different era, and you yeah, had the variable pricing at play. Go back and listen yeah. to our our fall 2019 B.O. Boys if you want to hear yeah. about Playmobil the movie. Um, so this made $3 million. It was at 2,500 theaters. We actually know someone who went to see it. A, mm-hmm. a friend slash listener did see it on opening morning. Yeah. Um, and I think, God... Did she say she liked it fine? She thought it was interesting. She thought it was interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, she did agree that the time, here's the thing is she went to see the movie before listening to the episode where we talked about it. And she herself went into it, could not believe that the title of it was the ISIS ISIS. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this thing is a disaster. I mean, there's some demos on it from uh from uh uh this past weekend i don't know if you you want to go over the demos for the ISIS movie you are the demo god of course yeah so i uh last episode i erroneously said that this had an 82 percent fresh on rotten tomatoes now Uh it could have been at the time it did it it currently stands at at 62 
Mm. And so was not liked by critics. C minus cinema score, which mm. is really bad. That's so bad. Right. I mean, anything That's under so a B, bad. it's not even an F, which would be getting me there to right. see how could this thing get an F? What's going on in this? So 69% guys, 47% between 18 and 34, biggest demo being third, uh, 25 to 34 year olds at 30%. Diversity demos, 57% Caucasian, 25% Latino Hispanic, 7% black. 5% Asian and 5% other. So this is a very um, white audience. Very white audience. ISIS, yes, the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, God, that C minus cinema score really says it all. Like next yeah. weekend, this movie will for sure make under a million dollars. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw Book of Clarence do the same sort of thing. I think it eked out a million dollars this week. Book of Clarence, another movie. Book of movie Clarence that fell to 14 in yeah. its second weekend and made a million dollars in about the same number of theaters. Yeah. But I mean, that Book of Clarence, it, it has Lakeith Stanfield and James McAvoy. It has people who are recognizable to an audience. Yeah. This ISIS, ISS, the ISIS movie, just has nothing going for it right now. But, but I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was Hold in on. theaters. Yes. People will watch this on streaming because it was in theaters. Yes. People will PVOD this. And I know we're not the streamo boys, huh? We're huh? not the PVOD boys, huh? huh? But the whole structure of the, you know, theatrical to home video pipeline is still important. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about movies being made and movies yes. being successful, because it used to be DVDs and you could just say, look at how many DVDs this movie sold. Let's get let's make another one. Right. Right. I do think we are at a level where if something does really not great uh, theatrically, but PVOD, it shoots through the roof mm -hmm. and then streaming numbers are big. You know, you might see a sequel only because it would make sense financially to grease that pipeline one more time. Right, right, right. There's just not as much money as there was because, you know, a DVD purchase is, you know, it's a it's it was a, like forty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's like it makes us it takes like less than a cent to make a DVD. And then you yeah, you spend twenty five bucks on it. Of course. Right. That's a great racket. But right. I mean, PVOD, when you're buying some of these movies, they're $30, right? They're $25. So right. that is, that is revenue. Right. Right. Yeah. And you look I, at, uh, and sorry, not to interrupt you, but I mean, killers of the flower moon, that thing cleaned up on PVOD cleaned up. Yes. Yes. So, so I mean, yeah, ISS, the ISIS movie being in theaters makes it a more viable buy on PVOD probably yeah. gets it more play when it eventually gets to Netflix or whatever streamer it ends up on Bleecker street. I feel like that's either going to be Netflix or Hulu eventually. Yeah. I don't um, know what Bleecker street has their, uh, their like where the, who they sell to. Yeah. But it feels I like feel Netflix. Like, I feel like prime almost. Unless oh, maybe yeah. I'm, yeah. I think it's prime, right? Yeah, it could be a prime situation. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 
yes, of course, it's better this was in theaters. They did no promotion for it because they they probably did not want to add any more money that they could lose to this. And just the fact that it was in movies and people passed by marquees and saw that title and and just like put ISIS back in their head, ISIS back Mm -hmm. in their head. And that way when they see ISIS on prime or on hulu they'll oh let's see what this isis documentary is and then they find out it's a space movie so yeah like i'm already sitting down yeah is this a uh is this movie a problem for anyone who is in it you know ariana debose coming off an oscar she's in iss the isis movie you don't think this matters it made such little impact no way nobody's gonna be like oh chris messina Maybe we don't cast him because Christmas Eve is not a star. He's a guy that's going to get the parts that he's going to get. Nobody's right. going to say we don't want to be in the Christmas Cena business because of this movie. Right. He's had right. bigger box office bombs than that. He, Birds of Prey. Yeah, I guess it. you're right. It does. He's never the reason why things fail. He's never the reason why things fail. Had this somehow become a hit then that's a thing that gets him more movies. And I guess this doesn't get him. It's not going to turn Christmas Eve into the new Frank Grillo, where he's now a go-to guy for, you know, PVOD movies. It's going to be the thing with, and we, you know, we've talked about It doesn't change things for anyone, basically. Yeah. And not to bring up superhero as a genre, but it is interesting moving forward now that there is that sort of vacuum that's been created by those superhero movies starting to crater, is that the path to stardom now is even more sort of like if Chris Messina made this movie hit somehow. Right. Then he would play Rainbow Man or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. guy who makes fire with his fingers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but where does Chris Messina go now? I mean, maybe he goes to the MCU because they're going to be scraping for talent. But, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like. I mean, could he play Mr. Incredible because Mr. Incredible is is it's an MCU movie and actors don't want to be in these anymore. So maybe they do get to a point Are where you talking about Mr. Fantastic. So- Mr. Fantastic, right. Mr. Incredible, of course, is Craig from Nelson. the Incredibles. Yeah, is from the Incredibles. But yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Like maybe the MCU has to sink so low that Christmasina is Mr. Fantastic. And if I was Christmasina, I mean, I, let's maybe not I'd do it. No, he'd have to do uh, it. He'd have to do it. The paycheck would be it. so big. He'd yeah, he'd have, have to do it. Do it. Um, it sucks because he would be like, I have to do this, and it sucks. Yes. And I think at this point, if you're an actor in an MCU movie, that's how you talk on the press tour. Yeah. yeah. I have to do this and it sucks. And it sucks. And yeah. Me as Mr. Fantastic and Fantastic Four opens this Friday. So and all these him on MC- entertainment tonight. All these MCU actors are going to be like Janine Garofalo during her one season of SNL. Yes. Yes. Where she's Just like, giving- I hate this and I'm under contract or I would leave. I mean, when that next Fantastic Four movie comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a New York Magazine cover article like you did on SNL in 1994, yeah. where, where the whole cast is just talking about what a disaster this is. And it would be MCPU. MC, yes. Like, because it stinks, PU. It stinks, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so Christmasina, Ariana DeBose, I, ISS the ISIS movie doesn't really do anything 
for or against their careers. It'll just be on a streamer in a mm-hmm. couple of months. Um, okay, so then anything else from these holdovers? I mean, anyone but you. It didn't get up to the, you know, I think we were, we sort of had some predictions that maybe it would have squeaked into number three or four. It didn't get past migration, though it was a sea hair away from getting past whoa, migration. Whoa. It was, you know, so close. Yeah. Migration made 5,460,000. Anyone but you made 5,402,000. So close. So close there. Yeah. And I think I think the big thing was we were maybe saying it could be wonky at this point. But I still think, I mean, these are great drops. These are... It's losing theaters. I know it only lost seven theaters, but it's actually losing theaters, right? So, like, this is a movie that should be adding theaters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And especially coming up to the Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah. I think you're going to see this stop dropping theaters. You know, and you also have Aquaman hemorrhaging theaters. Night Swim is hemorrhaging theaters. So, I get Night Swim out. Get Night Swim out of there. Night Swim out. It made 23. The budget was probably five. Yeah. Right. I, I want to talk really quickly mm-hmm. about Searchlight, Fox Searchlight's ridiculous yep. rollout for Poor Things. This I thing is currently at $20.4 million in its seventh weekend. It is just now going wide-ish. It added very, very ish. 830 theaters, so now it's up to... 1400. Yeah. This is a movie with one of the biggest stars going who is winning awards. Mm -hmm. Is in, and I know this is very internet based, so I'm not going to say the curse is like Yellowstone because it's not, but she does have a show that a lot of people are talking about right now. Whether you like it, you love it, you think it was a mistake to be on screen with a non actor, two non actors. Right. 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 Still, it is in the zeitgeist. So why are you not just putting this in every single theater you can? Why didn't you do that weeks ago? Why mm-hmm. is it in the seventh week and it's only in 1,400 theaters? Yeah. What would make you – and don't even get me started on American fiction, which is the same thing. American mm-hmm. fiction is just – people are like, wait, this movie's still out? Because I heard about this – Four months ago. Yeah. We saw this before Thanksgiving, I think, me and you. <laughs> we, I think we did, didn't we? When when I saw American Fiction, I had yet to develop, feel, or pass a kidney stone. Famous yeah. kidney stone talked about on the show with me, you, and Kirk, Kirk Minahan. Uh, we saw American Fiction pre my kidney stone. That is how long ago we saw this. Now, Clayton, if you're watching on YouTube, he's looking at his phone. I know what he's doing. He's going to his AMC A-list app, and he's looking for the date that we saw American fiction in theaters. I knew that's where he was going. He had to do it. Investigative journalism right here on the air. If you're not watching us on the B.O. Boys Network on YouTube, you're missing out on this historic scrolling by Clayton on his phone. He's checking on Okay, so he's got the date. It's a, when it's a false. I mean, it wasn't pre-Thanksgiving. It wasn't pre-Thanksgiving we saw it. It was okay. December 16th. So this was not okay. pre-Kidney Stones. It was not. Okay, got it. So so 
about a month ago. We saw this about a month ago. This movie has garnered a lot of award, and we're going to be talking Oscars in a few minutes. American fiction should be. Here's the thing. ISS the ISIS movie from Bleecker Street is currently in 2,500 theaters. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Poor Things, a for sure Best Picture nominee starring a possible Best Actress two-time winner, giant movie star on Emma Stone, is now only in 1,400 theaters. I, I, I don't... Listen, of course awards rollouts and 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 uh, that has been something that has been around since we were kids expanding theaters but you got to do it quicker than this 7 weeks in and it's just getting to 1400 theaters is an atrocity it's an Pat, atrocity we've said this Emma Stone hosted SNL to promote this movie a month ago i know a month ago and here's the thing first Weekend, New York, L.A. Of course, maybe Philadelphia, maybe maybe Chicago, no. whatever. No, maybe New maybe. York, L.A., New York, New L.A., York, and LA. and okay. London and Berlin and Singapore. Okay. Come on. Then next weekend, full release, mm-hmm. full release. That's the only yeah. way you can do it because otherwise, people have already talked about it, heard about it, hated it, loved it. Came back around, forgot right. about it. Right now, the right. the 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 discourse, and I hate to use that term, and I can't believe I, it's a conversation. It's not a discourse. It's a fucking yeah. conversation. The yeah. conversation about poor things has come and gone. It's come and gone. Yes, the anger on it happened a month ago. They you did not get the, to capitalize on the anger about poor things. Yes, you need every angry person to be able to see this movie yes yes i mean listen i'll I'll drop his name because he's been on this show before and maybe he'll be on again hopefully fingers crossed fingers crossed that the uh uh the ace eric weber former guest hates this movie hates Mm -hmm. hated it he doesn't use that he doesn't go hated it he has not stolen that from in living color he does his own thing but on his youtube channel hates poor things yeah. Uh, for a lot of moral reasons, whatever. It doesn't matter whether he hates it or not. What matters is Searchlight did not get to capitalize on that hate because he hated on this a month ago. And he actually is still hating it, but the hate has subsided. And all mm-hmm. the people like that who hate this movie, who love this movie, you could have capitalized on that a month ago. And I get that they're like, I guess now Emma Stone is on TV winning awards. So that's when you want to release it. Emma Stone's a movie star released this thing in all the theaters. And that's, that's a month, a, a month ago that I think that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah. Like at least with American fiction, the people in it are, some of them are very big TV stars, right? And but Jeffrey Rice, a beloved movie presence. Yes. Yeah. But, but you don't have an Emma Stone sort of person that is anchoring it where you can say, this is a weird movie, but here is a star. Yeah. Right. In, in, in top build here. Right. But looking at something like Saltburn, that's a, that's a example of a movie that listen, it's sleaze for beginners. This is baby's yeah. first, first sleaze, right? Saltburn, if you yeah. think 
if you think this is a sleazy movie, then I'm going to pat your little head. And, uh, you know, that is not real sleaze, okay? No. But it's fun that there's some sleaze going on at the theaters right now. Yeah, yeah, of but course. That thing should have been blown out completely wide because yes. of the anger that it engendered and the passionate sort of championing it by baby sleaze heads. Yeah. Baby's first sleaze. They yeah. love it. It's baby's first sleaze. They love yeah. it. So yeah. let babies see their first sleaze in multitudes. Put it in every mall theater there is mm-hmm. in America and let mm-hmm. baby enjoy its first sleaze. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh I, I don't get it with these incredibly slow rollouts of these movies, especially in a time when these studios are just itching. And if you watch us on the YouTube channel right now, I am furiously scratching. They are itching to get all of their movies on a streamer on PVOD as soon as possible. You yeah, can probably yeah. hear it on the mics. I'm scratching feverishly. So when a time when these theater when these studios want to get everything on TV quickly, how are they wasting time platforming these releases? Because I'm sure Fox Searchlight is dying to get poor things on Hulu. Yeah. This thing has just got itself into 1,400 theaters, still over 1,000 theaters less than ISS, the ISIS movie. And they probably are already thinking, can we get this on PVOD and on Hulu in February? Mm -hmm. That is my guess. They are just going to just forego a real theatrical run. And it's at 20 million. You know, I do think there's a movie that if you put it in 3,000 theaters and Emma Stone and it comes out at the same time all the reviews come out, it could have opened to $12, $15 million. Well, because what what did The Favorite end with? I mean, The Favorite probably got itself to 50. Um, And listen, The Favorite did have a. No, 34.3. Really? Yeah. Um, interesting. And the favorites, another one that had a very slow rollout. I mean, it didn't ever, it didn't get into 1500 theaters until week 10 mm-hmm. in week nine. It was in 517 theaters and only Boing. got to 34 million. I mean, that's another one that honestly, you should have opened that one wider earlier. I, I, I don't, I don't get it with these movies. That and listen, we're coastal elites, but we can't see these movies all by ourselves. Yeah, you know, yeah. we need the stack dwellers, the plain billies, the earth dogs to take some of the load mm-hmm. of seeing these artsy movies. Yeah, they've got to do the work too and give them the chance because they will. Mm-hmm. The stack dwellers will go see an Emma Stone movie if you give them the chance to do it yeah absolutely i mean listen there's people who didn't know mean girls was a musical yes there's people who don't know that poor things is about a female frankenstein that has a bunch of sex they don't know they don't know that they don't know that all they know know is i oh she was so good in easy a oh she's that girl from that showtime show 
Oh, I really like I really like uh La La Land. La La I Land. Like La La she, Land. I, I like La La Land. I'm gonna go yeah. see her. I like her. She seems nice. Yeah. Boom. They're watching a Frankenstein sex monster. Yeah. Yeah. As as a as listener of our show has pointed out, um, it's it's a Frankenhooker remake. It's like a classy Frankenhooker. A classy Frankenhooker, yeah. Yeah. So uh anyway, listen, we both love this movie. And other people hated it. Uh-huh. And and Searchlight should have been able to capitalize on both of those two months ago. Yes. Two months ago. Um, do we want to, we could, we're going to give our Oscar predictions. Do we want to do that or go through some emails quickly, Clay? Because we did Let's get some. Let's do Oscar predictions and then emails. Emails okay. are at the end of the show. That's for right. the true heads. That's for people who, who are part of the universe. Let's All right. get down to the. Oscar the, noms, okay. noms, noms. So that's happening. We're on Oscar Eve, Tuesday morning. They're getting announced, 8.30 a.m. New York time. So let's do the acting categories first. Yeah. Um, okay, so best actor. So I would say in best actor, there are two slam doinks we could agree on will 100% get nominated, right? Mm-hmm. Could we agree that Paul Giamatti and Killian Murphy are the – People who are the only ones who could win this and they're both getting nominated. Yes. So that leaves three possible slots open here. So, um, you know, do we want to just go through who are the possibilities and then give our picks or do you have your three? You have your three ready to go. I And and Pat, I think how we should do this is just give our – Give our predictions. You give your five, and I give my five, and then All right. we maybe argue about it. But I think that's how we should do it. All right, let's do it. So here's who I am picking will be nominated for best actor: Paul Giamatti, Holdovers, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction, and then I'm going. I think you're going to like this. I think Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers, is getting in there. And then I think running last in this is Bradley Cooper for Maestro. So those are the five. I don't think Leo's getting in. So Clayton, who do you think is getting nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards? I mean, you're going to make me look bad because Andrew Scott's my boy, but it ain't going to happen. He didn't get the BAFTA. If he can't score the BAFTAs, then he ain't scoring here. Okay. Now, is it Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy? Which one is it? Because we got to know this. I'm rooting for Paul Giamatti to win, so I hope we never find out. All right. C. Murphy. Mm-hmm. C. Murphy, Paul Giamatti, slam doinks. Jeffrey Wright, I also think, is getting in there. Yeah. I think, you know, I think they're going to give it to Bradley mm-hmm. just because they like him, and they're they're not going to give that movie anything. And then I think number five is going to be Coleman Domingo. Wow. Okay. The only okay. other person I could see sneaking in because I think Leo's out. I think Leo is. You think Leo out. is out? Okay. I think Leo's out. Barry Keoghan. Oh boy. There is. I know there, and I listen. I know BAFTA. It, don't worry about BAFTA. Don't care about BAFTA. Academy baby sleeves. That there is a chance that he gets in there. I think there's a better chance he gets in than Leo. Wow. Definitely. Wow. Leo's not campaigning. He's wow. All he's talking about is Lily, 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 Lily. Hold on. Hold on. Barry's out there. 
kissing babies, shaking hands, fucking graves. Listen, he's going right. around fucking graves for people. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. He he's did. slurping their bathwater. He's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And these older Academy voters, and obviously there's been a lot of, you know, new blood in the Academy, but still a lot of aging Academy voters, they need someone to slurp their bathwater because their bathtubs are clogged. They can't unclog them anymore. And they take baths and they need someone to slurp their bathwater. So Barry Keoghan is going around slurping bathwater for old people in the Academy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and he's making, yeah. you know, he's Leo's making, not doing that. Leo's not he, doing that. He's making appointments to fuck their graves in a year. Right. Right. Some of these old voters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh I mean, listen, I'd be shocked if they call Barry Keoghan's name for best actor tomorrow. Honestly, I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Zach Efron, would you be shocked? I'd be gobsmacked. You'd be gobsmacked. Okay. All right, so that is best actor. Uh, so me and you have two differences there. No, we we both have Bradley Cooper, so we have a different five uh, fifth person yeah. there. Okay, so best actress, and man, this one has a lot of uh, variability here. I'm gonna go Emma Stone, Poor Things, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm going Margot Robbie for Barbie. Okay. Going Sandra Hulaire, Anatomy of a Fall, and I'm going, I think she's going to get in, and maybe it's wishful thinking, but I think she's getting in Greta Lee from you're, past lives. You're making these with your heart, bro. Uh, listen, I'm predicting on each of these what is now a surprise for fifth, and okay. I think at this point, Greta Lee would be the surprise, because I, 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 I don't think you could go chalk. On the nominations, because the nominations never end up that way. So I'm no, there's always one sort of... as this surprise because I think Sandra Hulaire is the is in fourth place right now, honestly. So that that's where I'm going. I mean, the big <laughs> one I'm, I'm leaving. Out, the well, one the I'm leaving one out, is, leave out is, is Carrie Mulligan. You're leaving Carrie Mulligan out. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna okay. Emma Stone, Lily Gladstone, slam doinks, doinks. For sure. Sandra Huller, I do think, is a slam doink at this point. Yeah. Um, They can't snub Margot. That would be I, so they crazy. They can't. They won't, they can't. and they can't. So she's yeah. in. I'm going to go Annette Benning. I mean, comes in and pisses everybody off for Nyad. It would. It would. It would. So no Carrie Mulligan, no Greta Lee. No Greta Annette Lee. Annette Benning for a movie no one watched and no one liked. And is not going to win. Yes. yes. So stealing it from Carrie Mulligan, who a lot of people like, and Greta Lee, who would get her first nomination, it's going to yeah. be Annette Benning, and everybody's going to boo. Do you okay? Do you think she gets booed? No, at the Academy uh, no, Awards or just gets no. booed online. She get booed at home. I mean, people will booed be up home. in the morning at eight o'clock. And I li- listen. I love Annette Benning. She should have won multiple times. Yes, yes, yes. She should have got the American Beauty win. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, and 20th okay. Century Women. I mean, listen, 20th it's one women, of my favorite classic. movies of all time. Classic. classic. All right. So, again, we've got – we are overlap on four there, and we yeah. have different fifth places. Okay. So, now let's go with supporting actor. 
Um, all right. I mean, I think the two doinks that will both overlap for sure on a Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie. I think De Niro's getting in. Yeah. Even though there is a little bit of like, not sliced alone level, but there is a weird like Academy doesn't love De Niro anymore thing, but I think he's getting in for sure. No, he's getting in for this. I mean, Scorsese and him together, you got to give it to Bobby. I think Ruffalo is going to be the one from Poor Things to get it, even though Defoe kind of feels more like the favorite here, but I think it's going to be Ruffalo. Ruffalo's got such a showy part in that movie. And I am going, because I think this, again, the fifth spot is going to be a surprise, and I'm going Dominic Sessa from The Holdovers is sneaking in here. Charles Melton, we're putting that, him out to pasture right now. He mm-hmm. didn't get the SAG nom nom nom. He didn't get BAFTA. It's so hilarious to remember a month ago when people thought he might beat Robert Downey Jr. to win the Oscar. Yeah. And now I think he's running like eighth or ninth. But I'm going Sessa. Um, I think he's been on a lot of red carpets hanging out with his co-stars, and people are like, Oh, it's a good looking kid. Let's get him in there. And I think he's getting in there for but the Ruffalo, he he missed it SAG. He did miss it, SAG. I, I just so, think that part is big. He's got such a big showy part in there. I think the Academy is is going to pick him over Defoe. But we'll see. Defoe's a favor. Anyway, what's your five for Best Supporting Actor? They might not want two Marvel actors in the same category. Oh, Marvel God. Actors. That might be like, oh, we're going to have to yeah. talk about Iron Man and the Hulk now. Right, right, right. right. So, again. RDJ, as he's affectionately known, mm-hmm. Slam Doink, Ryan Gosling, Slam Doink. Robert De Niro, I do think he's in there. He just is getting the pro forma, you know, nomination. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think Dominic gets it. I think there's a lot of love for this movie, The Holdovers. Wow. I'm so shocked we're overlapping on that. I'm and amazed. I think Ruffalo gets snubbed because he didn't hit it sag. I'm sorry. I think it's okay. Defoe. Defoe. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, wow. I, I, the, that we're overlapping on Dominic Sass. Obviously we both love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does. Yeah. It does feel like the tides have shifted there. Okay. So let's move on now to best supporting actress. Clay, would you, so I've been going first a lot. Would you like to go first? I, I know why you want me to go first and I will go first. No, no. I just want to switch it up. I want to switch yeah. it up for the listeners. Great radio. Sure. Sure. Uh, Divine Joy Randolph is a slam doink to be in this category. Yes. Her and Emily Blunt. Those are the two. Um, Penelope Cruz. Okay. This is what I'm going with. Okay. DJR, which we now are going to refer to her as slam doink. Okay. Then Emily Blunt. I think Penelope Cruz gets in for Ferrari. Okay. Uh, I do think that they're going to give it to Sandra Huller for the zone of interest. Wow. And then I think that, you know, I almost want to say that Daniel Daniel Brooks doesn't get it because the color purple is so weak. But I feel like they are going to give that nomination. I just feel like it's been so pro forma. That it'd be crazy and almost an act of like, it'd be mean 
to yes. like not nominate her after all of the nominations she she's gotten. So that's what I say. But I think that Sandra Huller is getting the double dip. Wow. So she is getting the uh, the Scarlett Johansson. You know, she got <laughs> that's that. That's the first for, one that comes to your mind. A Holly Hunter, right? Didn't Holly yes. Hunter do that one year? Holly Hunter is the, the first one that should have come to your mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working backwards. The most recent yeah. one was the ScarJo double dip. Um, I mean, the double dip is huge. I, okay. I mean, I'll give my five. I'll say right off the bat. I don't think Sandra Hulaire is getting the double dip. The double dip is such a huge deal. Such a huge deal to get actor, supporting actor, actor, supporting actress, same year. I mean, uh, the, the, the one nomination. No one ever has ever heard of this person before. That doesn't matter. Months ago. Why does that, that matter? Because that's such a huge deal to double dip someone. And I don't think they're double dipping Sandra Huller. Anyway, so my picks who will be nominated. Uh, Divine Joy Randolph, the holdovers. Slam doink. She's going to win. So obviously she's getting nominated. Uh, uh, I just, I kind of almost disagree because uh, I will talk. Well, about let's that say later. we'll talk yeah. because listen, we're going to be talking Oscars for the next three months. So we'll get not to a slam doink, not a slam doink, not a slam doink, not a slam doink. Okay. Um, I think Danielle Brooks is getting the nomination. She's gotten all the precursors. Like you said, it would just be mean at this point. If she didn't Don't be mean, don't be mean. Uh, Emily Blunt's going to get it. I was, I'm wavering a little bit on Emily Blunt, but she'll get it. Oppenheimer no, she'll is going to. Um, I think you're right about Penelope Cruz. Well, going back and forth on this. Um, here's who I'm going is four and five. I'm going with two that are not super chalky. I think Rosamund Pike for Saltburn is getting in. I think that is where you honor that movie that, doesn't need to be honored, but people like it. And honestly, that's the only place to, uh, where you should even consider nominating anything for this movie is she's great in it. She has the the classic common people pulp joke that's going to live forever. And she steals the movie. I think she's getting it. And then number five. Carrie Mulligan kind of steals the movie, if we're being honest. She steals it for a second, but then Rosamund Pike steals it steals back it from, from her, her. And then yeah. and then she's no longer in it, so it stays yeah. stolen. Okay. And number five, going with America Ferrer, Barbie, the speech, heard around the world, is getting her an Oscar nomination. I think Penelope Cruz isn't getting it. Ferrari was just such a bomb. And, so, and obviously that doesn't mean everything for the Oscars, but I think that movie almost needs to be punished. For its box office performance, oh, I think the Academy it. will see it that stop way. Stop it! And what was he supposed to do? Turn down a check from Neon? What is he supposed to wait for someone else to give him a, so, a check for a movie? Either, it ain't gonna happen. How dare you? How dare you say that? It's gonna get punished for its box office. I don't think Punishing it's Penelope it. Cruz. May December is done. It's not gonna be Julianne Moore. No. And Jody what about Fa- Judy Fa- I, Nyad? I, I think Nyad is. Come on. Anyway, I think I think I think that speech. Last week, the America First speech on the uh, Critics' Choice. She got that See Her Award, gave a great speech. And I think that affected a lot of final week Oscar voters. So I think she's getting in Best Supporting Actress. So there you go. And and listen, Barbie's the biggest movie of the year. Nominated in every possible category. 
Yeah, it'd it, be it great. Saved if, your if, asses, Academy. It saved your asses. It'd be great if we got some new blood in this category. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, DJR is new. Daniel Brooks, Daniel is, Brooks new, is new. But then, go but then if big it's and new, go new. But if it's like Emily Blunt, Jodie Foster, and Penelope Cruz, I have nothing against these these people. But it's like we've seen this. We've seen this. Though Emily Blunt would be her first nomination. People think. Would, oh, I guess that's surprising. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we differ oh, on her, two people there. So we've got two differences there. Let's go to best director. Okay. Um, okay. And then we're only going to do director and picture because uh, whatever, that's all that matters. So best director, would you this like to go first on this one? Oh yeah. All right. Go for it. Give me your five. <sighs> Christopher Nolan, Martin Scorsese, slam doinks. Yeah. Slam doings. I, yeah. I mean, I'm shocked if Scorsese gets gets snubbed here like he did at yeah. BAFTA. Yeah. Has no chance of winning. Has the least chance of winning of everybody I'm going to name, but is guaranteed a nomination because that's how the Academy works. Okay. I'm going to say Alexander Payne. Wow. Okay. For the holdovers. I'm going to say this is going to make you angry. All right. I'm going to say Yorgos Lanthimos. I know what you're going to say next. Yeah. I don't think you do. Okay. Well, I don't, I feel like I know who you're not going to say. So yes. let's hear. Yeah. And I don't want this. Right. But I think Jonathan Glazer, zone of interest. I just so you're, feel you're it. You're predicting I, the snub. You're predicting I, the Greta, the Greta snub. snub. The 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 thing that will be the dominating conversation up to the Oscars and on Oscar day in the ceremony, yeah. they're gonna do it, and it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, they're so you think they're gonna do it? I mean, listen, um, I would say the defining snub of our early. Oscar watching years. What is the defining best director snub that when we started watching the Oscars, we, it probably introduced us to the word snub. This is how we learn the definition. Say it. What is the snub? Well, did Prince of Tides direct itself, Pat? Did, did Prince of the, the infamous classic joke. Yep. Barbara Streisand getting snubbed for Prince of Tides. Of course, uh, uh, just legendary joke by Billy Crystal at that Academy Awards did Prince of Tides direct itself. And that would be the modern equivalent if Greta Gerwig gets snubbed for Barbie in Best Directors. But you're, and you're I, predicting it. You got it. Listen, here's the thing. If that happens, if that, I know Jimble Kimball, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the Oscars this year. But if Greta Gerwig gets snubbed, you got a wheel Billy Crystal out on the on on the hand truck in like the Hannibal Lecter yeah, in the course. Hannibal Lecter mask. Of course, everyone listening to this is nodding along. Of course, you wheel Billy Crystal out on the hand truck. Well, Hannibal Mike and Lecter Mike are definitely like nodding along. Yes, Mike, Mike, and Oscar are listening to this now, and they're like, "Yes, yes," and snapping their fingers. They they know, and you have Billy Crystal in the Hannibal Lecter mask say. Did Barbie direct itself? Yeah. And then you just push him off the stage. Like you push just, him off the stage. 
Push him up yeah. the stage. Yeah. 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 All right. So you're predicting the snub. You're predicting the snub. You think that um, Glazer and Yorgos both get in. Okay. Here's mm-hmm. my five. Here's my okay. five. Uh, right off the bat, I, I don't think she's getting snubbed. I think Gerwig is getting the nomination. I think it's Gerwig. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, I know. Uh, and I think it's going to happen. I think the box office for this is too strong. The cultural uh, imprint of this is too strong. It's a director's movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a director's movie. She got snubbed for Little Women. And I think that was a big story then. And voters are going to think, are we doing the same shit again? And she's gotten all the precursors. She's got DGA, Golden Globes, all the yes. big director precursors, other than BAFTA, but BAFTA is not going to vote for a movie about an American doll. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's Gerwig, Scorsese, Nolan. To me, those are the slam doings. Um, I don't think... Hmm. All right. I think Yorgos is getting in. Okay. And then fifth, you know, there's a part of me that's almost thinking Justine Trier Anatomy of a Fall. I mean, I think I'm going to go with both because I think the holdovers feel so strong and he got the DGA. So I'm basically going DGA five. You know, I think Alexander Payne is getting it and like, the thought is usually there's a DGA five that doesn't get in, and it's usually nowadays a foreign director who gets that spot because the, the voting yeah. body's a lot more international. But I think that's what Yorgos kind of is, even though he's basically an American filmmaker, sort of, or he's making American films now. But I think I think he gets it, and the international body doesn't get Justine Trier or Jonathan Glazer in there. Okay. So I, I'm just going DGA five there. I'm going DGA five for best director. Okay. Um, and I, I think the, to me, the most vulnerable one of the five is Alexander Payne. Okay. Because that movie, while great, is not a flashily directed movie. No. So yeah. I could see him getting snubbed. Um, okay. okay. So let's do best picture now. And um, I'll go first, unless you have a strong desire to go first. I don't. Okay. I think the slam doinks, which I'd be shocked if we don't overlap on all of these. Oppenheimer, Barbie, Holdovers, Killers of Flower Moon, Poor Things, American Fiction, and... Hmm. You know, I was going to say Maestro is a slam doink. I uh, think uh, it, I don't, I wouldn't say uh, slam doink, but I think it's very, I think it's very. Okay. Positive. I'm putting it in there. Anatomy of a fall, the zone of interest and past lives. Those are my 10. I think the one that I have is the sort of, closest snubs or I think color purples on the outside looking in. And I think that, uh, I mean, this kind of, uh, to me, there's nothing else that I think would get in. I don't think air Spidey cartoon, iron claw. I don't think any of those are actual contenders. So it's sort of like to me, 11 movies fighting for 10 spots. And I think color purple is the one that's out unless you think differently. 
No, a hundred percent color purple's out. It's gonna get that, you know, uh that one big nomination in supporting actress. But I uh yeah, I I agree with that list. I yeah. now at this point in the season, it's been whittled down. Now, if we were in the years where you could have less than ten, it'd be harder. Yes, if it was less than could, ten, I could see there being only eight or nine, and maybe past lives doesn't get in. Doesn't get in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I feel that way too. And so uh, I think that I think that that's the list. The list that you said is the list. Give give me three movies that you wouldn't be shocked if they get in there for best picture tomorrow. What do you wouldn't think are the three? Shocked. Yeah, what are the three that you think are, you know, running 11, 12, 13 right uh, now? I mean, I I just don't think – Is May, December have – do you think May, no, December is no, top 15 at no, this point? No, 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 no. Okay, no. Um, it's it's They hate that movie. It's, it's making fun of the whole enterprise. Yeah. Of yeah. acting and – and and like the media and everything, it's no, it's not gonna yeah. happen. Ho- Hollywood likes movies about acting where you They're can heroes. make fun of it, but at the end, the the joy that at, that movies give people wins out, even if they're narcissistic and you know they cutthroat and all that. Because you could do Hollywood satires, but at the end, the joy of movies and May December doesn't do that. If May December would have ended not with. Natalie Portman doing that terrible TV movie or whatever it ended up being or independent movie she ended up doing. And they just did the, she goes to the theater and sees all those shots at the end of Babylon. Right. Where he's watching movies and it ends with avatar. Then they might the Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Then they might be like, oh yeah, it is about the love of movies. It's about how she lost her spirit because of this interaction with these real people. But then she went to the cinema and she saw the joy of movies. That's the way that movie would have gotten nom nom noms, but this is not the way you do it. Having her uh, in such a cutting, funny, hilarious way showing how stupid acting actually is yeah, as yeah. a profession. And listen, a lot of professions are stupid. Of but, course. Uh, right. Yeah. But but acting is a stupid profession. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I honestly, there's. I mean, what are you gonna, I mean as, all of us I love, but like, I, I mean, that doesn't have a chance. Searchlight uh, hasn't tried at all with that movie. No. Uh, yeah. Air is. Spidey is, Cartoon is probably the only one because of the move towards adult animation being a thing uh, is that's a possibility. But I think that really is sort of it's also superhero. And I think people are trying to stay away from that. That's yeah. the real issue. Like yeah. Boy and the Heron. I mean, that has no shot, but it has a shot to win best animated feature now because because um superheroes are so on the wane yeah all right so those are our predictions and probably when people are listening to us the the results are already available so you could just see how right we are um let's read one or two emails and then save the rest for our thursday preview show how's that sure are you going to read the killer's 
That's the one I was thinking. Do you want to yes, do that? Or please do, read. Okay. Yes. So read that'll that. be our one email. The other emails, um, if you sent them in, we will read those on Thursday. So here's an email from wannabe oh boy Eric. Uh, subject, Killers of the Flower Moon Breakup. He says, hi, guys. I was discussing new movies with a coworker, and I learned a fun tidbit. My coworker has a friend who brought his new girlfriend of three weeks to see Killers of the Flower Moon as their date for her birthday week. After the movie, this new girlfriend of three weeks broke up with him, citing that while it was a good movie, it was such a downer that it ruined her birthday week and any chance of their relationship lasting. We often talk about date movies, but Flower Moon may be in the genre of breakup movie. That's from Wannabe Oh Boy, Eric. So... Clayton, that is interesting that this movie, this Martin Scorsese uh, three-and-a-half-hour drama about this atrocity in American history, it caused a breakup. And, I mean, do you put this on the fault of the guy who took a date of three weeks to see this movie? Or do you put it on the... Do you put this on the the fault of Martin Scorsese and his producing partners? There's no other place this fault could lie. Okay, give me. Is there a third fault here? Who is at fault? Here's the thing. For the end of this relationship, there's no such thing as a birthday week. There oh, is a wow. birthday. Okay. All right. Birthday. If you were taken to this movie on your birthday, that was the day you get your special day, your special day when you came into this world screaming and kicking covered in slime. And then you see Killers of the Flower Moon and it bums you out. Then maybe, maybe you can break up with somebody. All right. Well, you could always break up with someone. But for that reason. Right. Okay. But if you're birthday was on a Tuesday and this is Friday and you see a movie and you break up with the guy or I don't know what, who is this? I don't know what the situation, I don't know who the coworker is. I guess person, his person. person. Let's just refer to them as people. Cause that's sure. what they are. The person who broke up with this other person because they, it, it is a guy who birth- brought a girlfriend. It is a guy who brought a girlfriend according okay, to Okay, But they're email. still all people. So well, okay. I'm going to continue. Okay. Broke up with you because it ruined the week, your birthday week. That person is lucky they are not with that person. Right? Because birthday week becomes birthday month. Then Mm. becomes their astrological season Mm. is their special time where everything they want to do is being done. Right? Mm -hmm. It is a slippery slope, my friend. So therefore... I cannot blame this piece of art for a relationship ending, okay? He didn't take her to see uh, a a re-release of Frankenhooker, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a a serious film that is tackling a serious topic. Starring a movie star, Leo. Starring a movie star there is. Other than Joker. And if you can't handle that, then th- there's a lot you can't handle. Right, right, right. What's yeah. What's your take on this? 
yeah, I don't I mean, on the poor person. And no, also, no. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, they weren't just, they weren't that into you, right? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, okay, so I think first of all, we could clear Martin Scorsese, Leo, Lily Gladstone of any wrongdoing in breaking yes. up this relationship. Like right off the bat, innocent Apple's innocent, Paramount Pictures, all innocent. They didn't cause Brendan Fraser, maybe. Well, okay, it's not Brendan said. Frazier. It's not said in this email, you know. Did that it's looked bummed at her as out e- so bad. Right. It's like, what was the, you know, we jump to conclusions and we assume that this movie's a bummer because it's three and a half hours and it's about, you know, genocide. Atrocity, and, yeah. But is it, was it Brendan Fraser's performance that ruined her birthday week? We, we don't we, know that. It's not an email. We don't know the ages of these people, but say they had yeah. just done, you know, they watched The Mummy. And during the birthday week. And then they watched George of the Jungle. And they were like, oh, man. I can't wait to see Brendan Fraser in this movie. And they skipped the whale. They never they knew the, the whale, whale they, existed. Yeah. 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 And then they see this. And then she's so devastated that she breaks yeah. up with this guy. I, I, I think that's reasonable. That's a reasonable reason to break up with somebody. Even on a birthday week. Because your whole thing is birthday week shouldn't exist. But you think Brendan Fraser's performance in this movie I think the Brendan overrides Fra- birthday week. There is a caveat there that if it is Brendan Fraser related that I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt there. Okay. Because okay. that stays with you. That stays yeah. with you past the whole birthday situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then uh, here's the thing. Wannabe boy Eric was asking – if Flower Moon is in maybe a genre called breakup movie, and we're here saying not guilty because mainly because birthday week shouldn't be a thing, and there should be no movie that ruins a birthday week because birthday week is a falsehood it's, it's a right falsehood. off the top. Okay. Yeah. So then yeah. Flower Moon is not a breakup movie, no. according to the B.O. boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So want to be O boy, Eric? Feel free to pass that along to your coworker to tell their friend that it is not the fault of Flower Moon. Yeah. Um, okay. So send us more emails, the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We've got a couple of banger emails just, you know, in our back pocket that we're gonna get to later in the week. So if you sent those in, uh the reads, two different reads sent us emails that we're gonna be reading. So We'll get to those later in the week. And emails to boboyspodcast at gmail.com. Watch us on YouTube. We are YouTubers now. Read the Substack. I mean, my God. The are you Substack. talking to me? I mean, Clayton, read the Substack because you are the co publisher of it. And the BO Boys Substack link in the show notes. Wannabe O Junior intern Jack is just killing it there. And he's got his stars to look out for in 2024, including Henry Cavill. So you got to read the Substack. Wanna be O senior intern Christopher. Of course, he's still killing it, as always, on social media at the BO Boys Pod on TikTok and on Twitter X. Vertical clips up the wazoo. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Love getting these great five star reviews, helping new people find the show. And uh, yeah. I mean, that is it. I don't think there's anything left to say, Clay. No, there can't be. There can't be. No. Except for. Until next time. 
Will Smith.